What's up, everybody? It's Kevin from Poker Raceway, and we're back with another episode of the Poker Raceway podcast. This year, we are celebrating 50 years of the Tricky Triangle with our podcast, and we have another great episode for you today. Today's guest is none other than Mark Martin. Mark Martin had joined us a couple weeks ago on the podcast to share some of his uh, favorite stories and memories uh, from here at Pocono Raceway. Uh, and obviously, we talk about um, one that uh, a lot of people probably remember um, not too long ago, uh, the, ma- the battle with Joey Logano in 2012. Uh, so Mark gets into that story, as well as many other uh, fond memories of, of interactions with the family and, and being up here at Pocono Raceway over his time uh, as a race car driver. So we will get to that interview here shortly. I just wanted to, to talk about some things that we have coming up as well, too, with our celebration of 50 years of the Tricky Triangle. Uh, first of all, we still have uh, some posters left. Um, so we created this really cool 50th anniversary poster uh, that includes some of the most notable program covers that we've had here at the racetrack over the last um, 50 years. Uh, so you can go to PoconoRaceway.com slash fan store uh, to find the link for that poster, or you can also find it on PoconoRaceway.com slash 50. Obviously, that is the hub for all things 50th. Uh, we have some great interviews if you're just tuning into the podcast now that we have uh, com- completed over the last couple weeks. Uh, we've talked to people like Ray Evernham, Jeff Gordon, Richard Petty, Mario Andretti, and we have a lot more coming uh, down the pipeline. We're already scheduling some interviews, and, and we're going to take this celebration all throughout the rest of this year. So we have some really fun things coming up. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Mark Martin. Hope you guys enjoy. Mark, thank you so much for making the time here for this. Uh, Pocono has been one of your best tracks throughout your career. You ended up scoring your most top tens here out of any track that you competed at uh, with 34 top tens. Um, but you've, you've been to a lot of racetracks in your career. I assume Pocono stands out as one of the most unique. What, uh, you made your first start here in 1982. What was your first impression of it, just visually at first, and then getting behind the wheel? It was a massive racetrack. It took right out almost a minute and matter of fact, when the tires gave up just a little bit, they were 60-second laps. Uh, by far the biggest monster I'd ever been on. Um, it in, in a lot of ways, because Daytona and Talladega are super speedways uh, with super high banks, so they don't seem as, as big and, and take as long to get around. Um, it was really a fun racetrack, really challenging, really interesting. I, um, I really did like it from the first time I, I, I went out on it. What, what was it about this track that you felt either suited your abilities or that you were able to figure out from a, uh, early on from your early starts here? Because you, you strung together good runs here kind of right off the bat. You know, uh, it's hard to it's hard to say. Um, I don't really feel like it particularly suited my driving style. Um, it, there, there's not a lot of reason why I had so much success there, and I wasn't overly successful. I always ran good there, but. I never won there, and I, you know, I could run second, but I never, I never could win that race. And some of the days that 
I could have won the race. You know, we had pit stop problems um, or, or something like that on days when we were good enough that we could outrun everybody in the field. But usually there was somebody in the field that could beat us. Um, I'm not a particularly really great flat track driver. Um, and that racetrack to me is fairly flat. Turn one has enough banking, you know, in it to make it, you know, maybe considered a banked corner. Um, and I probably always ran my best in turn one. Um, turn three was really challenging, felt really, really flat to me. However, I did get through there really well, a lot better than I did on the smaller racetracks where you had wheel spin. Um, you had a lot less wheel spin there in, in, uh, uh, at Pocono because of the big, big size of the racetrack and the, the, uh, the, the long gears that you ran to get around there. So uh, maybe that helped me. I, I always struggled spinning my tires. I, I was bad about giving my car too much gas wanting to go there's no i i see no problem with that personally <laughs> um but uh going going into the track in general um you know and and being such a major track obviously um you know where where your upbringing was was a little bit different than out here in pocono raceway but for the northeast and for a track this large in the northeast part of the country um you know as you traveled the circuit and have been part of motorsports for such a long period of time what do you feel like the impact of this family owned and operated racetrack that just happens to be 2.5 miles in triangular shaped um, has been on motorsports, especially the Northeast part of the state? Well, it's a really feel good story. Um, you know, um, you know, it's been family owned and run for forever and, and just uh, really, really good people ran well. Um, I loved that racetrack. I loved going racing at Pocono. Always did. Always felt at home, you know, very comfortable there. Uh, not only on the racetrack, but from all the people. It was a very uh, com comfortable atmosphere um, to, to uh, come and race at. Um, and for some odd reason, my number one fan uh, club membership uh, in the whole country was was Pennsylvania and I never did really understand it but I sure know the fan support was uh, incredible um, at you know whenever we went to Pocono it was just fabulous you know it's funny that you mentioned that we had we chatted with Jeff Gordon and, and he said the same thing his fan base uh, the majority of his fans were Pennsylvania um, based and and um, uh, you know, you share another thing in common with Jeff here is the uh, the two drivers who have the most top fives. You guys are tied with 20 of them. Um, you know, you've battled out, had plenty of heated battles with Jeff here and especially throughout your career. Um, but what was it about Pennsylvania fans um, whenever you would come to this place that that obviously not only did our the Mattioli family make you feel like you were at home, but what was that fan base like when you showed up here year after year? Well, it was always just really warm. Uh, I got a warm feeling from uh, the fans. Uh, the fan access uh, to the drivers was stronger probably at Pocono uh, than about anywhere 
that we went. I mean, it was the one place that, you know, I always went to the fence uh, every day and signed for the, for the fans and uh, was able, you know, it was one of those racetracks where you were able to make, you know, uh, eye to eye contact and have, you know, a short conversation or at least speak to uh, uh, a large number of fans and sign probably more autographs there than anywhere else that we went. Mattioli family obviously uh, built this place up really well. Um, you talked about this being a really um, a family friendly and family owned racetrack all the way from its inception. Um, what memories do you recall specifically with Doc and Doc Rose um, through your visits coming up here? They were just always there. You know, um, I always remember them being, you know, when, when we were at the Speedway, um, you know, Doc was just, uh, was, was there. Um, he was there at the, the chapel services. Um, and he was just, uh, just always, like I said, it, well, he always helped create a very family friendly atmosphere and a comfortable atmosphere. Um, more so than, um, than most of the tracks we went to. It really is amazing that you didn't end up getting a win here, considering how well you did run. Um, I think the the runner-up finish that's probably freshest for everyone uh, is the 2012 race here. It was the June race uh, in, in 2012, first 400-mile race here, and um, on fresh asphalt, too. Ends up coming down to you and Joey Logano in the closing laps there. What do you recall about that race? You were driving the 55 car with MWR and Rodney Childers on the pit box. Um, what do you recall about it? And, and was it a clean move from Joey? Um, so, you know, I had been a Joey Logano promoter since he was 11, 10 years old, probably 10 years old. Uh, I knew when I saw him race uh, at 10 or 11 years old that he was going to be a NASCAR champion. I touted his horn. I tried to help him in every way that I could uh, to get to NASCAR. Um, was a huge fan of his. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember he was leading the race and there was a, a late caution and uh, I was running second and we beat him on the restart and, and got the lead. And, you know, it's pretty difficult to pass there. And I had a, I had a good enough car that I felt like I could stay in front of him, stay ahead of him for the handful of laps that were left. And uh, he just drove it into one extra hard and got it, got up and gave me a little, uh, little chrome horn shove, just enough to move me up the racetrack and not crash me. And, he went on to win the race. Um, it was uh, it was crushing uh, to me to be, you know, I was fifty three years old and um, and I was in a position to win my final race of my career, and to have it taken not by a, a clean pass but by a bump and run was was uh, tough to swallow. It's something that. Uh, I don't think about a whole lot because uh, I'm the kind of guy that just moves on.
but uh, we were really close to, uh, you know, making, uh, you know, making some history there. And it, it would have been great to have gotten that win for MWR and, and Rodney Childers and just an incredible team that I got to drive for in 2012 and 2013. Well, you've driven for some amazing people and, and um, obviously amazing people here at the race, at the raceway itself. And, and, and you pretty much have said all the things that we all feel. Obviously we all work for the Mattiolis um, and, and still continue to uh, pretty much live out Doc and Doc and Rose's passion of this place. Um, you know, so this is the 50th year of our first race, and this this place was built for an Indy car race. So we we hosted our USAC Indy car race, the Schaefer 500, in 1971, um, and this is 50 years of uh, pretty much just amazing memories of of this track. So um, with that being said, what do you feel like is not only the Mattioli but Pocono Raceway's legacy um, and impact that they've had on the world of NASCAR and the world of motorsports in general? I'd have to say that, you know, they're a mainstay of, uh, of, of NASCAR racing and a, a very important part of NASCAR's history. Um, you know, they were, they were there through the years, uh, through all the growth um, and exposed the, the sport to, uh, of NASCAR in general to avid race fans in Pennsylvania. I mean, number one uh, fan club membership for myself and Jeff Gordon and who knows how many other drivers as well. So, um, you know, I think that they were just a very important part of uh, NASCAR's history. I think with that, I'll, I'll just ask if there's any other stories that you have or anything that stands out from this place that, uh, that kind of uh, brings that smile to your face when we brought up Doc Mattioli. We were, we were, the two of us were chatting back and forth about who was going to ask the next question, and, and your smile said it all about Doc. So are there any other stories that, that you have that, that are from this place that you can recall? There are. We just discussed my last time that I ran second at Pocono, but the first time we ran second at Pocono was 1989, and I, was, I hadn't won a cup race yet I was running second all over the place but hadn't won yet the media kept coming up asking me when we were going to win and uh, um, so we're leading the race after the last pit stop at Pocono we're in the lead and I'm wanting to win bad you know and here's old Harry Gant in my mirror creeping up creeping up creeping up and he drives me down and passes me and wins the race. And uh, he sees me at the driver's meeting the next week. And he said, I saw you up there spinning your wheels like a rookie. And uh, so that meant he thought I, thought I was abusing my rear tires too much. And uh, there you go, me giving it too much gas again. And he said, I saw you up there spinning your wheels like a rookie. Um, I appreciate that. That's all the questions that I had. Um, I appreciate your time. I know that you are uh, still a very busy man with all your endeavors that you've been doing, but uh, thank you for sharing some time with us and sharing your memories of this place. Uh, you know, we're, we'll put this out um, in the next couple of weeks and we'll make sure we tag you on social media and, 
and um, you know make sure that we uh, get you some added love as well for all the love you've always given our place and our fans. We we truly appreciate it on behalf of everybody. Thank you. Miss I miss you know going up there.